What's up, what's up, friends? Welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danny D, voice and leadership specialist, helping you own the F out of who you are in your life, in your business, in your relationships without apology or justification because you're fabulous. So stop being so secretive about it. Now, this month for me has been pretty wild. I've had a lot of really great opportunities. If you guys didn't see, I modeled in Swimco. I'm in one of their campaigns um, on TikTok and social media. And also I'm going to be on their website again, which is really cool. If you didn't know already, a couple years back for the first time, they asked me to model in one of their big campaigns. And that was a huge moment of pushing the edges of my vibrancy for me. So I always say that we have like a volume knob on pretty much like think of you see a stereo, you see a volume knob and the volume knob only goes up so high before your neighbors upstairs are knocking and banging on the window or doors or roof, I guess, like stomping, being like, turn that down. We don't want to hear it. Um, That's like your brain. Okay. So I call this the neighbors upstairs, but it's essentially, and if you've read my book, you've probably heard a lot of that. Um, But it's essentially this idea that we have this volume knob that stops at a certain point when we either have an environment or a memory or a thought that comes in and says, whoa, you need to turn it down. And the first time that Swimco ever asked me to model for them, I had that thought come up. I had been hiding my body for so long. Um, If you guys haven't heard my episodes on taking up space, definitely go scroll through and see that. Binge it as you please. There's a lot of episodes in there, but there's some really, really good ones about taking up space. But I definitely felt like my body took up too much space for the majority of my life. I was told that in my environments. I was told that by society, all that jazz. So I had lost a ton of weight because I have a very up and down spiral with my body. And um, right before that swim co-shoot, I actually had gained a lot back, but I felt the healthiest that I've ever been. I felt radiant. And someone reached out to me on Instagram and was like, you know what? Do you want to come and model for us? And I knew that there was going to be people from high school, um, family members or whatever that would see that. And they would have things to think about that. Okay. They would have stuff to say about that because... They might have been people in my past life before who had criticized me on my body, no matter what size I was on, what size I was on, what size I was at is what I meant to say there. But um, essentially they would always criticize me. I was bullied severely, like for the entirety of my life by someone who was in my close family. Like there was just a lot of thoughts that made me feel like, oh, I can't, I can't share. I can't share that part of me. I can't share my body. God forbid someone looks at it and has a thought about it. And so... I did it. Of course, I pushed that edge of my vibrancy. I pushed that volume knob a little bigger and I am with you here today still. And no one had anything negative to say like at all, which is shocking. Like, I don't know even if, um, the site when they posted it or they posted on Instagram, like, I don't know if there was negative comments and they were deleting them, but there was nothing that I saw that I was afraid of. No one said anything. They were like, Oh, that's amazing. I'm really proud of you. Everyone was super excited about it people still to this day send me pictures of it. Like it was just wild. And so they asked me to model for them again. So I did. That was very fun and exciting. You can see some of my reels on Instagram where I'm sharing a lot of behind the scenes. Um, the videos and the reels will be up shortly. And I was the biggest one there. So like my body took up the most amount of space 
And that was also very interesting because the first time I was modeling by myself primarily, and this time it was like videos with other humans who are a lot smaller than me. So that once again, pushed the edges of my vibrancy. Now I'm going to talk a lot today about pushing the edges of my vibrancy, but I wanted to share that with you. Um, and I've been doing a lot of really cool things and I want to share this energy with you. Like it's, it's so wild to me. Let's just, let's just sit down for a second. Let's chat before we get into the episode. Um, it's literally, it's just been so wild. I feel like everything is exploding in a really great way. Um, my visibility is the highest that it's ever been. If you don't know what visibility means in terms of marketing, it's like my TikTok grew to like over above 43,000 people following me. Like one of my TikToks went viral. Some of my posts have gone viral. Like it's very shocking for me. Viral is like like over 150,000 people seeing it on TikTok and viral for me in my head um, when it comes to like, what I, th- I don't think like viral, viral, but with me, what feels very viral is when um, things get like over 800 likes or like they're like, people are seeing them. And so I've been very visible. I've been teaching a lot. I've been speaking a lot this month. I've been modeling. Like I am, I just feel like I'm very much walking my talk this month, which is so good. Because from this, I have so many lessons, so many nuggets, so much good shit to share with you. So let's dive into this episode. I just wanted to update you on life because we're besties and I feel like I love you so much and I know that I haven't been posting this podcast a ton, but I'm really happy that you're here and I'm so happy that you're in my space. Now, one of the really cool things that I spoke for this month that I want to talk a little bit more about is the ADHD Entrepreneur Summit. So I did a session called Unleashing Your Unmasked Voice. And something that came up a lot in that session, and when I talk about unmasking, like taking off the mask and dropping it at the door, I get this question, and I got it again in a Facebook group. So hi, you know who you are if if you are here and you're listening. I'm so happy you're here. I am going to try to do this question justice. So a lot of times I get asked, okay, cool, so... We're dropping the mask, we're taking off the mask, we're living our best life, and we're trying to be the most just natural, unfiltered version of ourselves. But how do we learn who is exactly underneath the mask? Like, if you've been really bending yourself to each environment that you enter into because you don't want to be seen as weird, or you don't want to be rejected, or you don't want people not to like you, or you don't want to feel criticized, or you're trying to keep yourself safe, it can be a habitual thing where a lot of the times your body and your brain is saying like, it's not safe to drop this mask. And no matter how much you want to just be yourself, it's like when you've been trying to bend to each space for so long, how do you be yourself? How do you even know who that is? Because you've been learning and training yourself to be someone other than who you are to be a character really. And I have a lot of experience in this realm, not only in my personal life, but I really got a degree in being other people. I have a BFA in acting. I joke about it a lot, but I, for so long, was taught that going into auditions, I had to almost guess who they wanted me to be and what character they wanted me to play. Like, yes, you had a character that you're auditioning with, but I had to, in my head, say, okay, I need to walk in and be neutral. And I would be told in in acting classes, this is kind of what that neutral idea comes from, because you want to be this this neutral canvas that people can paint on, essentially, that the director can make into whatever they want. 
So I would enter these auditions and I would have someone in my head, the character that I was playing, but then I'd also have these like words since I was 11 years old of acting teachers that would tell me, don't bob your head so much, or don't talk too fast, or don't talk with your hands as I'm, you can't see me, but I'm talking with my hands right now. Uh, but don't talk with your hands too much. Don't do whatever. Like, don't be too hyper. Don't be this. And I trained myself out of who I was to enter those spaces. And I, acting was my life. It was my life. It was everything that I did in university, in school, and then after school and before school. And it was my life from the time I was like 11 to the time I was 26. And I left that industry because I just needed to figure out who I was and how I could get paid, not trying to beg for other people's approval and not trying to beg for someone to say, oh, you're good enough. Um, But to really figure out who I was and get paid for being myself. Like I didn't want to try anymore. I didn't want to perform. Um, I love the stage. I'm still on the stage constantly speaking and telling stories, just being myself. But I didn't want to be someone else and try to be and live up to an expectation that I had to guess at. I don't know if that hits home for anyone, but that's definitely what it felt like. So when it comes to portraying that character, who we think that we need to be for someone's approval, and that could be, like I said, in my my acting classes, like I kind of knew because I was trained into that, but there's some unspoken rules too that we can experience in our environments Um, like our family life, um, relationships in these dynamics will kind of train us into acting a certain way. So maybe you're in public and you laugh too loud and a parent says, you're being too loud. You're going to think my laughter is too loud. So you're gonna be hyper aware of that. Like when I was, I, I think like anytime I hung out with a lot of friends in school, I would laugh really loud or I would be like louder than normal. And people would always tell me that I was being quote unquote too loud or like too much. And then my family would say, I'm too dramatic. Like all these things really trained me into submission. Like if you look at videos, maybe I should reshare. Every time I talk about this, I'm like, I should reshare this video. So if you're listening to this, it might be on my Facebook profile. So (laughs) I'm going to reshare it right now. Um, but essentially there's this video of me in like 2017 in my business. Not only was I like literally withering away, like you can see my body, it was a lot smaller. Um, and I was very, I, I I could say I was healthy, but like I couldn't regulate my body temperature. Like I was getting sick a lot. Like it was just not good. But um, when it came to that video, it's like I whispered in into the microphone of my headphones. I was very tried to be very articulate. I was very apologetic. Like I was very different from who I am now because I was trained into submission. I was trained into wearing this mask in my environments. So around my family, around people who I was auditioning for, around professional spaces, like office spaces, around certain friends group, like I was someone who's friends with everyone, but I was a chameleon. Like, of course I was friends with everyone because I was just likable, right? Like that was my personality would be likable. Now it's like, I'm very comfortable if people don't like me. Like, do I want to be liked? Of course, (laughs) of course people love me, adore me. But if I'm not liked, it does. I don't lose sleep at night. I don't lose sleep at night. Very rarely, I would say, because there's some people who I'm like, I want to be friends with you. And they really don't like me, which is fine. But, um, I don't lose sleep at night over it. So how did that transformation start? And what do I share with my clients or my friends or people in my life really to like 
learn who you are outside the mask. Okay. So learn who you are underneath that mask and what exercises can we do and how do we actually take these steps? And I want to do a podcast episode on this because I wanted to really go deep with you because I could tell you do X, Y, Z or every morning breathe five times in, in this light or whatever. Like I could give you some BS about what you need to quote unquote do or exercise you need to do. But what I really want you to do is think of these concepts and make them your own. So I'm going to go through four different things. Okay. Get ready. Get your pen and paper out or your brain. Just get ready for them. Um, you can obviously pause me, write it down. You don't have to write it down. I just say like, like this is the time. If you've been, if you've been doing dishes and dozing off, hopefully something, something of this strikes home with you. Okay. (laughs) Or hits home or whatever. So when I'm asked, so how, how do we get from, I wear a mask in every environment or most environments to, I am so unfiltered and safe in just existing as who I am. And I know who I am and I know my shit and I know myself. That's something that I teach on and talk about a lot, knowing your shit and knowing yourself, being able to say, I understand my value system. I understand who I am and what I want. And I know what I stand for and I know what I teach on and I know all that stuff. That's kind of what I'm going with that. So how do we go from that? First thing, okay, what do we need to do? Number one, it's demolition day. We need to dismantle everything. I joke about this where I say it's demo day because it's like if you've ever watched one of those home improvement um, shows, there's a, a, the, the first day is where they take a sledgehammer and a bunch of them get in. They're like, it's demolition day or it's demo day. And they just go into whatever room they're about to completely redesign and they take a sledgehammer to the walls and they demolish it. They And I've always wanted to do it, to be honest, but I do this with our thoughts and our beliefs and stuff like that. It's demolition day. And so really this goes to, to, into the idea that we have to start questioning every single thing that has told us that we need to be something in order to get love, acceptance, admirability, or whatever, whatever you want. Insert whatever here. We have to question it. We have to say, why do I think that way? Why is my environment set up that way? What is the history behind it? And I'm not just saying, think about, oh, when I was four years old, my parents said this and that probably created this. I'm saying like, look at it from a systemic situation, right? Like, because each of us has nuance in our lives. Each of us has not only lived experience, we have different privilege. We have um, different trauma that we can experience that really plays into this, different environments and societal expectations. So when I think about dismantling, it's like we have to question why we are taught that and why it's completely confirmed and affirmed by our environment. Because that is the only way when we see stuff from an outside perspective is when we can say, oh, that's pretty messed up or, oh, that's not something that I want to consent to anymore. So an example and why I brought up the swimsuit modelness is because when I was starting to do that very first photo shoot, okay, with Swimco, I was like, okay, so people are going to see my body, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm really nervous about that. And I started to see this term being thrown around that said fat phobia. And I said, what is that? Like, what is fat phobia? And I started to look into it. And it was really about society's obsession with how much space our body took up. 
and really creating an entire industry to shame us into feeling like our body should be smaller. I started to look at the TV shows I watched growing up, like regardless of what my close family member said or bullying in school, like I looked at it from a bigger perspective. I was like, okay, hold on. So I watched Extreme Makeover when I was little. I watched Style by Jury, which is a show that they make you go, that they made these people go into a room with two-way glass and they had eight strangers completely rip this person apart and criticize them and then made that person watch that video and then get a makeover to fix everything. Um, That's what I was watching at like eight years old. So of course, of course, I had a lot of insecurity. I watched America's Next Top Model when I watched Extreme Makeover, like I mentioned, like before it was home edition, it was Extreme Makeover, like person edition. Like they would send someone in and same thing. They would say, okay, I'm going to essentially demolish your natural features because there was a lot of plastic surgery and they would just completely, they would get people liposuction and breast implants. They would fix their nose or they say fix, but they would like give them a nose job, all these things. And I'm not someone to be like, don't get plastic surgery. Um, what I'm saying is don't let a stranger tell you that your nose needs to be changed, right? Like that is messed up when we think of it on the other side. When we're in it, it feels so normal. It feels so normal because it's just how we were raised or just like what we used to watch or just how it was or just what the environment said. Like it's very sweeping terms of this is just how it is when it doesn't have to be. So I had to look at that and be like, whoa, how is, how are certain, like what is fat phobia? And let me just dismantle that for myself, demolish that for myself and look at the history behind fat phobia. I had to look at my own privilege. I had to look at all these things that played into why I was expected to feel this way about my body. And it wasn't until I saw it in a greater scheme that I started to see all these people in my close life, see like what they said to me and things that they treated me, not to excuse any of those past experiences, but I started to see that and say, oh, this is just a byproduct of the bigger environment. This is just a byproduct of society. This is a byproduct of this experience or what they grew up thinking or what they grew up believing or like whatever. Like this is just a byproduct. And when I got to that place where I could see it, I took back my power. So another thing is feeling too loud, feeling too emotional. Well, being over emotional was something too dramatic, over emotional was something that I was called a very a lot, which made me put this mask up and like need to dissociate. So I wasn't quote unquote too emotional for the people around me, right? Like I would just push everything down and then I would deal with it later. So what I realized is I started to look even at that. I started to say, okay, am I actually over emotional? What are the moments where I feel really emotional? And like, is, am I overreacting when I actually look at it and how I'm feeling? Like, what is that? But what does that mean? And I started to see that my family and how I was like grow, grew up and how I was raised was again, a byproduct. It was that idea that like you could not show vulnerability. I wasn't wrong. I wasn't broken. The system around me didn't hold space for my truth, for my honesty, for my ability to tap into those emotions because that caused a threat to the dynamics that were already built and created. So when you think about that, yeah, it feels scary. Of course, of course we feel like we have to wear a mask. Of course we have to, we feel like we need to mask in front of people, right? If you're neurodivergent, 
like me. Um, because the fear of like society, the fear of like thinking that you're wrong or broken is very real. So the first thing is question everything. Look at what you want to drop the mask with and look at the bigger things that might be into play. Um, for those of you who want to go really deep in this, I do talk about this in my course, turn up the truth. It's self-study. I'm not selling it today, but just so you know, like we do this in real time. So if you're like, okay, how the heck does that work? You can find that on my website, but we're going to go to part two. So just so you know, that's more in depth. We're going to go to part two. Okay. So number two, pay attention to what it feels like when you relax, when you simply exist, when you don't feel the need to perform or change your natural state and who around what environment And what are you doing, experiencing, feeling? Awareness is so huge because in order to actually figure out who is underneath that mask, we have to figure out what it feels like to be that person. We have to figure out what it feels like to just simply exist as you. Because it's not like that person, everyone says like, how do you find your voice? Your voice is never gone. Your voice is there. It's like, who am I? You're always there. You just aren't paying attention to it. So it's like when people are like, oh, well, I don't know who I am. I'm like, yeah, that's valid because there's probably a lot of brainwashing in situations and environments that affirm who you're not. But you need to just know that like underneath that all, that person has never moved. That person has never shifted. They're there. They're there waiting for you to just be like, oh, there you are, right? It's not. It doesn't have to be this big, dramatic, like, drudging through the mud thing. It can just be like a simple, oh, I feel it. This is this moment. So something for me was like being around certain friends felt like it didn't exert so much energy. Being around um, certain relationships, like when I was dating certain people, it was like, oh, I, I don't feel like I have to like perform or like be anything. I can just laugh and like exist. I'm watching certain certain things like SNL skits. I could just like relax and watch it. I didn't feel like I had to have an opinion on it or had to like keep hold it together or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So for you, it's for you, whoever's listening, it's like, I always say, when do you feel the most you? But if you don't know who the you is, it's like, when do you feel like you don't have to try so goddamn hard? <laughs> When do you feel like you can just, oh, take your foot off the grass and just, or gas, grass, take your foot off the gas and just coast and just chill? Can you tell I'm recording this really late because I am fumbling on all the words, but I'm here and I'm sharing and I hope you love it. Okay. So that's the part two. It's a little shorter because it's like, that's going to be different for all of us, but I just want you to like, feel like, what does it feel like to not have to have your guard up? Who are you around? Like, just pay attention. Because that's always going to leave clues of like who you actually are, like when you feel safe to be you, whether that be in an environment, whether that be in a situation, whether that be like just what you're doing or or what you're wearing. Like I felt so much more, I felt, okay, let me start over. I felt so performative when I was wearing like neutral clothes, neutral makeup. Like I was so hyper aware and obsessed with how it was being perceived. Like, do they think I'm pretty? Is this, is this too much? Like, 
am, is what I'm wearing like too flashy? Is this right for the event? Is this right for this situation? Like, did I say something stupid? Like all those thoughts came from me trying so hard to be smaller in like my beliefs, in my opinions, my laughter, everything. Like not being so quote unquote noticeable because I was so scared someone would call me the center of attention. I was so scared someone say that I am shining too bright. So for me, that was like, okay, I literally had clothes in my car that I would like go to work a certain, like literally a certain character. Like I had a certain dress outfit thing that I would wear. And then I would go to my car and I would do my makeup to go to my other job. And then I would like go to a social setting where I had to wipe all my makeup off and like go into that social setting. So it was like, so much performance and I couldn't just exist. But now it's like I put so much glitter on my eyes some days. Some days I don't put anything on my eyes. I'm in, like right now I'm in pajamas. But um and I show up on the internet like that and it doesn't matter. Um but I also love really glittery makeup. I love looking like a disco Barbie and like I'm okay with going to Walmart like that. Right? Like <laughs> like I used to have to be like, oh, this person's I'm gonna be around this person and they're gonna criticize me about this. So I can't do that. I can't do what I wanna do. But it took a while and we're gonna get to the next step, don't worry. Um, and the fourth step is really gonna bring this home for you. But that idea that like I don't have to perform anymore. Like if I wanna be glamorous and glitzed out and go to Walmart, I can. If I wanna go on the internet and not wear any makeup and just be in sweatpants, I can. And I don't feel like it is a determining factor in who I am anymore. I don't feel like it's an identifying factor of who I am because I trust who I am underneath how I present myself, quote unquote. Does that make sense? So number three is every day is a litmus test. So I talk about confidence as a muscle and not as a light switch. So when I think about confidence as a light switch, it's like, oh, you hit a milestone, the light switch goes on. Oh, your body looks a certain way, your light switch goes on. Oh, you got approval from your boss, light switch on. Oh, this person thinks you're a super hottie, light switch on. It's like the minute that that's taken away from you, like the minute that someone treats you differently or maybe you get reprimanded at work or like something happens or you gain a pound, like the light switches off, like it's conditional confidence where when you think about unshakable confidence, it is a muscle that you grow every day to hold the weight of anything that comes your way really, or hold the weight that you're already holding based on your trauma lived experience and your privilege. So it's like, when you think of it as a muscle, you're flexing it every single day. So every day is like a litmus test every moment, every day. It's just like thinking, and it doesn't have to be a big dramatic thing. Like check, like some people create timers to check in and stuff like that, which is awesome. For me, it's just like, I'll recognize in a moment, I'll feel like shit and I'll be like, oh, weird. I feel like shit right now. And I'm hanging out with this person. Who am I trying to be right now? How can I not be that person? And let me tell you, when you start changing those dynamics, you're either going to get people who fall way more madly in love with you or people who are threatened by that shift in you because it threatens their control or it threatens their safety or whatever. Let them riot. I always say, let them riot. Um, and depending on your environment and stuff like that, like there's some people who I still put up a little bit of a mask around, um, but that's just for my safety. So there's some people who are incredibly toxic and really like aggressive in my family. And so I put up a mask in front of them because I don't want to deal with that. I don't have to. So 
I'm not this, they don't get, in my head, I'm like, they don't get, they haven't earned the value of the truth of who I am. So it's a very different dynamic than I have to like win them over. It's like, no, they've treated me with so much disrespect that they don't get me. They don't get access to me. So I might see them at a family event, but I'm not dropping my mask in front of them because they don't deserve it. Like I'm freaking fabulous. And I don't think, not that they are bad people and they don't deserve it. Like you suck. You don't deserve it from, but like from a standpoint of like, you haven't earned the, this access to me and uh, you haven't earned that through respect. Right. So if someone's not going to respect me, I'm not going to give them access to the fullness of who I am because I've worked really freaking hard to create it. If that makes sense. Okay. So every day is a litmus test. I think of it like you're kind of like taking a litmus test of like where you're at in every moment, noticing what feels really good, what feels not so good, like just learning that. And so that really aligns with your core values. So number four is flexing that muscle every day and pushing the edges of your vibrancy. So that's where I said like you're presented with a lot of choices. So maybe you feel like you want to dress a certain way, or maybe you feel like you want to watch a certain movie, or maybe you feel like you want to listen to a certain song, but something in your head comes up and is like, that's too much. That's too dramatic, dramatic, or something in your head pops up and is like, you shouldn't do that because what will this person think? Those are learning moments. And so those are moments where you get to push the edges and it's not a light switch. It is a muscle because if you think of it like a light switch and you try to go full out, and drop the mask in every situation, and you're met with criticism, you don't have that muscle that's strong enough to withstand that and hold that and be strong in who you are. That is a muscle that's built. And you can build it fast. You can build it slow. It depends on everyone's journey. But that's why I really, really stress that it's a journey. I'm never going to be out here being like, oh, do it in one day. Or like, here's my number one tip to like be confident overnight. It's like, yeah, there's tips and tricks to be like, how do you feel confident in this moment? But sustainable confidence is what I'm here for. I'm not here for that like end result that because that's just chasing a milestone that doesn't exist. But what I'm here for is the progress. I am so much more process and progress based than results based. I'm not a coach that's like, get to the end, figure out the result. I'm like, let's hold space for your entire journey and I'm here on the ride with you. Like, let's go. Let's do this, right? Because that's what's actually going to be sustainable in the long run. And it's not going to let you burn out. And the reason why we do all this work is so that we can feel and hear ourselves and our value system underneath the BS, underneath the systemic stuff, underneath the societal standards, underneath what our parents or family members or cousins or people who we went to high school with or ex lovers or whatever, like underneath all that of the people who told us that we were too much or that we were not enough. That is our core value system underneath all that bullshit. Demo day. Today is demolition day. We're taking a sledgehammer to that and we are cleaning up the rubble and we're saying, okay, where's the foundation? Because this foundation has really freaking good bones. And I bet you that your value system and your desires and everything that's underneath that, it's not like you have to curate or create the best version of you. It's already exists. It's you right now. It's about leveraging our core values, leveraging the things that are already there. It's not creating someone new. It's, it's saying, okay, 
this is what's already here. This is my value system. This is what I believe in. This is what I stand in. This is what I stand for. These are my, like, this is my energy. This is what it feels like every day. This is how I can um, really stay in the zone. Here's how I get kind of pushed out of the zone. This is what I need to rest. This is what I don't need to rest. This is what I need to go talk to people. This is what I need to be alone. Like really looking at what's our own map of who we are and how can we leverage that? That changes everything, but we can't figure that out until we demolish those things that make us believe that, that what's underneath all that rubble isn't valuable because it's the most freaking valuable thing about us. Our foundation and who we are is an asset to every room that we enter into. Okay. So that is all I have for you guys today for this episode. I am sending you a world of love. Um, Black Friday is coming up really soon. I almost posted, I actually did post and then I had to delete uh, my Black Friday sale thing. Okay. I don't really care about Black Friday. Can we just talk about that? I don't really care. I don't care about Cyber Monday. I don't care about Black Friday, but I'm still participating because I just like love to give gifts. So here are three things that I'm going to gift to you in this episode. The first thing is if you haven't already taken my free four-day masterclass, the um, I was going to say the energy, but like natural born icon is what it's called. So natural born icon, it's all about if you have um, a personal brand and you're ready to like blow that shit up on the internet and be the most fabulous version of you and you're like, okay, cool, but like where do I start feeling amazing about who I am and being really loud about what I do on the internet? Um, that's for you. So I will put that link below. So that is the natural born icon masterclass. It's completely free for you. I'm putting that below. The other two gifts that I have is coupons. Who doesn't love coupons? First thing is next weekend. So on actual boxing day, I'm going to be taking 20% off my shop, like at icon merch. That's like, if you've ever seen me wear my shirt that says, don't shush me or my shirt that says natural born icon or total icon with my, me as a little Powerpuff girl or unshushable where I, I have a written in lipstick, any of those shirts, sweaters, everything from the shop will be discounted 20%. That's next weekend. But from today, when you are hearing this until Cyber Monday, because I messed up on posting it, um, I'm just going to honor this. So I'm taking $222 off of my iconic intensives. So these are five days where we work together to do an entire makeover on your presence, your leadership style, your personal brand, and how you show up online and offline. So think hot branding that just magnetizes your humans because it's so authentically you while still um, being in the framework of iconic leadership. So if you haven't heard me talk about it already, iconic leadership takes into account integrity above everything. So integrity with ourself, okay, our core value system. So if you wanted to kind of move through all these steps and also really step into your leadership, really step into your presence and be in integrity with who you are underneath the mask, this is for you, okay? So the first one is integrity. Second, it's an acronym. If you didn't get this, iconic framework communication. So really mastering your communication skills and how you communicate who you are to the world around you. This is not only just your voice, your content, your aesthetic, your branding, all that stuff. So, so good. O is for ownership. So ownership of behaviors, ownership of your social media presence. So social media consent, if they consent to following you, they consent to all of you, full ownership over what you create for the people who follow you. Okay. Nuances, 
N is for nuance, which means layers. Um, it really takes into account your entire humanity. So it's not just a one size fits all. It's a custom made experience for you. Okay. Intentionality, like what is your intention? What are you bringing online? What are you bringing offline? And consent and capacity. So what we do is we do iconic leadership. We do hot branding. So that what that really means is like you show up and like your stuff is on fire. Your soul is on fire. You are on fire. Hot, hot branding, iconic leadership, and the energy of an icon. So we really work on your presence and not because you need to be fixed in any way, not like work on your presence in that way, but like amplify it, amplify who you are and how you show up and leverage all the skills and all the knowledge and all the energy that you have into your own version of the iconic framework. So when people see your stuff, they, their jaws drop and they are magnetized to you. That's my goal. So if you wanted to take advantage of that, I want you to go to, I'll, I'll put the link below, but I want you to fill out the application. If it comes in, if the application comes in, I only have six spots for that. Okay. So five, 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 there is an option for a payment plan. Okay. But it just has to be completed before your first session. So it's going down to 555. The application has to be in before the end of Black Friday, and I will honor the 555 discount, okay? So that means it used to be 777, now it is 555, okay? So I'll put all those links below. I'm sending you a world of love. I talked a lot, so I'm going to go relax and kick ass, take names, change the world. You're freaking fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you.